Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and it's a late in the evening recording session um, and I'm saying that now because I think that's what I'm going to go with as the episode title for this week because I don't I don't play enough Paul Simon and I certainly don't um, use Paul Simon enough in the um, in the episode title so let's go with late in the evening even though it isn't that late but it's late enough that we can uh, we can embrace that particular track, which is a bit of a belter. Um, and I guess straight in, really, I'm 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 sat in my garden. They're in a different chair, actually. Uh, I'm sat in a different position in the garden, but and I've got the sun absolutely um, beating into my face, which is absolutely absolutely beautiful. Um, and we'll well we'll just get started, I suppose. So um, it's it's twangy guitar time. Monday. How could it be anything other than reflections on Leicester to start with? Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, um, though I think you all are very much aware of my Marillion passion, but um, my Marillion connection, but um, it was the Marillion weekend in Leicester this weekend. So that meant two gigs on Saturday and Sunday night, uh, two completely different set lists, um, and a wonderful Marillion vibe in the in the city. So you're bumping into loads of people with with the weekend bracelets on, and lots of people that I've got to know through in the podcast with uh, with Steve H. So just, and the first time I've ever been and stayed over. So I've been to plenty of uh, weekends. I've been to Leicester, I've been to Wolverhampton, I've been to Leamington Spa, but I've never actually stayed over. I've normally driven and then come back and then driven and come back. So really nice to spend the actual sort of half of the day in Saturday on Saturday and then the full day on Sunday, um, just mooching around and meeting people. And we had a picnic on the, on the Sunday, which was great. And just bumping into into people, I managed to have a, a coffee with uh, a chap called John, who I've been threatening to have a coffee or a beer with, with a, for ages, and uh, spent some time with Linda, which was really nice, and quite a few other uh, people uh, while I was around and about. Um, of the few things that struck me, apart from the fact that they're all bonkers, um, which they all are, passionate and bonkers, which, by the way, I'd take those two words if you're going to give give any words out. Um, the there was a kind of particular situation. I found I booked my hotel room late, and I booked in a in a hotel called the Villers, um, which was just on the outskirts of the of the city centre, and it looked quite boutique in the pictures. And the pictures were very very well taken. They were it was a really a really good job in terms of how the website looked. Um, and actually, the reality when I got there was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more rough around the edges, a little bit, a little bit shabbier. Um, but I, I got the impression when I checked in that maybe I was, I was kind of in some kind of, you know, money laundering, Russian money laundering kind of centre, uh, because it had that kind of feel of a lot of money had been pumped in a few years ago, and now it was just some kind of money laundering operation, which of course made me feel terrible that I was in this kind of slightly mafiosa uh, hotel and, and, and perhaps in some way, shape or form, you know, indirectly funding the, the Russian war effort in Ukraine. Um, and, and certainly I double locked my door uh, at night. And I mean, to be fair, 
it looked worse in the first few minutes. So by the time I got back, uh, after I'd been and had a walk around town, it didn't seem quite as bad. And then when I got back from the gig, which was at um, you know two in the morning, um, it, it, it seemed perfectly okay. I was expecting to walk in and you know and find lines of cocaine and 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 kind of silver-plated you know pistols everywhere and actually it was nothing like that at all i went up to the bar on the top floor and literally there was one person uh there uh, i got a cheeky glass of wine and uh, and went to bed and it was very very quiet uh, which is more than can be said for outside because um as i wandered back into the into the hotel um the subway that was three doors down was open at two o'clock in the morning and doing a roaring trade in fact i half contemplated a, ben, a tub of ben and jerry's um and i've never never known a, a 24-hour subway before um so that was that was kind of uh, unique and along with the fact that st john's ambulance had set up a little kind of evening recovery center for those who are a bit overcome by it all uh, through whatever substances i'm not quite sure so that was across the way as well as st john's ambulance were taking care of those people that maybe indulged a little bit a little bit too much but overall fantastic experience band played incredibly well really enjoyed being there really enjoyed the people the people i met and whilst i was exhausted when i finally rolled in to home at sort of uh, two o'clock on monday morning uh, it was a it was a weekend very very well spent tuesday i'll keep up the pretense that these are being recorded in the moment and say yesterday but in reality it was it was monday um and it was actually on monday uh went out for a a, a walk and happened to bump into uh, a chap called john now, um, not that unusual, I would imagine. I think if you go for a long enough walk, you're bound to pass somebody called John. It's a relatively common name. Um, but this John was somebody I remember, because I used to chat to him when I was sat in Cafe Nero um, about 13, 14 years ago. Uh, he, We used to take Josh in. It was one of the places when Josh was still sort of in a, in a pram and in a pushchair that we would go. And um, and John would often would often be there. He used to that was was his kind of coffee haunt, and we we always got on very well. We we talked a lot about football. We talked a lot about various things. For whatever reason, we clicked. And so if John was in there, we'd always invite him over, or uh, and we would or we'd be we'd sit on a, a table close to him and we would just chat away. And it's one of those things that you don't realise it's gone until you bump into them again. And obviously, it's been a long, long time since I saw him uh, and unfortunately his wife had passed away fairly recently and um, but he was looking remarkably well not that not I mean to say it you know over a decade's gone by he, he hadn't changed he hadn't changed that much and I think he's he's in his he's in his mid 70s he's fairly close in age to, to my dad and we've we've we're going to go and grab a coffee and have a catch-up um, and we'll probably do something in the next week or so I've messaged him, I took his number from him and said, right, okay, well let's 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 get together, let's let's have a chat, whether it be about football or whatever it, it it'd be about, let's you know, let's find a reason to get to get together and we're gonna do that fairly shortly. And it just just felt like the right thing to do. It just felt like somebody potentially coming back into my who was a, a fleeting, non planned part of my existence that now might become a slightly more planned part of my existence but somebody who i 
had a lot of time for uh, even in those odd moments, which then gets us to that whole thing of there are some people that you just know and you don't see them very often and you see them in completely random sets of circumstances. You might stand next to them at the football, you might, they might be on a journey to work, whatever it might be, whatever brings you to that person, but you, you, there's a connection there and that person who is really fleeting in your life at the same time is also a fairly integral part of your life as well. And John's that kind of, that kind of person. So I'm really quite looking forward to getting together and have a catch up and see what he's, what he's up to and what he's on with. Wednesday. You're going to have to forgive me in advance if I've talked about this before, and I don't know if I have or if I haven't. I know I have talked about it on the podcast with H, but I don't know if I've talked about it on this. So, as I say, apologies in advance if I have. Um, I've become very enamoured with an artist called Jason Isbell. Uh, went to the gig uh, with, a, with an, another Jason, my friend Jason, um, at the back end of last year. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and since then have, have spent a lot of time getting really immersed into his catalogue. There was a documentary um, that he, he's done. It was filmed between 2019 and 2020. Um, and it's, um, for, for quite a while it was only available on HBO. So when we went over to the US, Jason told me about it, said there's this, there's this, um, this podcast I want to see, this, sorry, this documentary I want to see with Jason Isbell. Um, hopefully I can, I can get to watch it while I'm in the, in the US. And he tried to sign up for a HBO free trial account or even to, to pay for HBO for a month and couldn't actually do it because he didn't have a US registered credit card. He wasn't able to process a payment. So therefore he didn't get to, to watch it. As it happened, it turned out that somebody he knew was actually connected to Jason Isbell and was actually in the documentary so he managed to get um, a copy sent to him and he sent it to me and I watched it and it's absolutely incredible it's one of the rawest things uh, I've ever seen but it's it's virtually impossible I said this before it's impossible to take your eyes off it um, the reason why I mention it is that it's on Sky documentaries so for those of you who do have access to either Sky via another box or because you have Sky and you have access to Sky documentaries, then look out for the Jason Isbell uh, documentary, which I think is called Running With Your Eyes Closed. I realised when I started talking, I wasn't entirely sure what it was called, but I think it's called Running With Your Eyes Closed. It is tremendous. It's, it's as I say, it's a profound thing to watch and it's a really, really interesting um take on the man and his music and and and, and everything around him it's uh, it, it i'm not going to say more it's just it's just worth and i know people say this all the time people say all the time oh you must watch this and everybody nods and go oh, yes i will and then never never you know never gets around to doing it and i appreciate that because my brother-in-law has been telling me to watch ted lasso for ages and i still haven't watched it so apologies paul i will get around to watching ted lasso at some point um but if you can find an hour, you know, if you're interested in music and you can find the time to sit and watch it, then please, please, please watch uh, the Jason Isbell documentary because it's something very, very special. Thursday. I have done really well to get this far without mentioning the fresh hell that we find ourselves in with this absolute car crash of a situation around the COVID inquiry. Um, 
obviously it started to come around over the weekend about this whole thing about messages that um, the WhatsApp messages and the diary entries and the various, uh, various official journals and things that the inquiry that Lady Hallett wants to have um, as part of the inquiry and bearing in mind we have to say at this point this is this is a government inquiry this is an inquiry that the government asked for it's a public inquiry they asked for it and they appointed um lady hallett as the chair so that she's she is doing and there was a long time arguing about the terms of reference but she is doing exactly what she's been asked and the government is now falling out with its own inquiry so it's now saying that for whatever reason you can't the normal rules and, and, and the, the running of government will be compromised if you don't allow some kind of secrecy, effectively. They're saying that we should be able to decide what is and what's not relevant for public inquiry. Now, I mean, straight away, that's, that's real, really nonsense when you're talking about what we're talking about. We're talking about an inquiry into COVID, probably the most important inquiry certainly of my lifetime. I can't think of anything that would be more important than, than this, uh, if I'm being honest. I'm, and while I'm talking, I'm trying to rack my brain to think if there's anything else in my lifetime that would have been as a single thing as important of this in the UK. And I can't think of one. I really can't think of one. So this is fundamentally important because for a period of time, we were essentially, I mean, I don't, martial law is the wrong, the wrong phrase to use in a lot of respects but 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 you know th there has never been a point in my lifetime where i've lived in a position where the government had so much of an influence on what i couldn't do from the moment i woke up to the moment i went to bed i mean we're talking about the fact that uh, effectively we were you know we were told to stay at home other than to buy provisions or for a period of exercise and that was it that would you know i mean it's as clear it's as near as damn it thing to house arrest and I know house arrest is the wrong term because we all did it because it was the right thing to do and it was about it was about the collective good and about public safety I get all of that but in terms of what it actually was it was you know a, a, a remarkably strict regime that we were living in and a regime that was changing on a daily basis and where restrictions were properly enforced and yet now now we don't seem to be able to find out if we did that well or not. And I think, I think there's a lot of, of public um, sympathy towards the decisions that were made in the early parts of the pandemic. I think that, 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 you know, that, that maybe quite a lot of leeway will be given to what happened right at the beginning because it was completely uncharted territory. Maybe part of the problem is that there's going to be less forgiveness for what happened when we were three and six and nine months in because at that point in time we had a lot more information and I think there was still an enormous amount of them and us in terms of the decision making. But wind it back to where we started and wind it back to the, the, the bit we've got so infuriated about, which is this is a public inquiry into a national health emergency where the government is now saying, telling us what is and isn't admissible as, as effort, evidence on something that is you know, should be completely transparent um, and, and, and should be something... If we don't learn from something like this, how the hell are we going to get... What do we do next time? What do we do next time if, for short-term political gain, 
we're not prepared to learn the lessons of the past because of course that's all that can be the only reason for this the only reason for this can be that, that this people don't want to see this coming out before an election which is absolutely ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so i'm i'm appalled and sickened in one breath i'm kind of thinking well what did i expect but in another breath i really am appalled and sickened by everything that's gone on with regard to that subject this week friday so this is a little precursor to what's going to come next because what's going to come next is the first piece of audio mo uh, audio i've recorded that i'm then going to repurpose and use for tfm so just a reminder audio mo is this thing in june where you publish a new piece of audio every day and i'm putting my audio on twitter and i'm putting my audio on facebook um, and the idea is that i can merge audio mo and tfm so i basically i'm going to record a little tfm extract every single day for june and i'll put the five out that i do through the week as tfm and then i'll I'm going to bang out the extra stuff. I'll package it up and put it out as extra shots of TFM for those of you that are patrons. But it will still be available in this instance for everybody else, but you'll have to go and find it as individual pieces. It won't get packaged and pushed out to you in the way that I normally I normally do. Um, the reason why this is a little intro is because I'm then I'm going, in a minute I'm going to to just loop straight into the bit I recorded earlier this afternoon in the garden, and you'll get to hear the first audio mo section but i wanted to give it a bit of context and remind you where we are um, with it because it could all get a little bit complicated for now from now on in uh, and it might not hang together in quite the same way because though it will actually be tfm proper as in it will be for the next month recorded on the day that um, i say it is so if it says monday on the podcast then it really was recorded on in monday which it, it's never happened uh, it was always the intention, but it never, never happened. I've occasionally done it when I've been on holiday, but even then I don't think I've done it on every day. But the one thing about having to put the audio out as a sample every day is that it will get done on, on that day, if, if, that makes, if that makes sense. I'm also learning a few tricks about how to turn audio into kind of video. It's not really a video, but into a still image with one of those kind of flashy wave things and this and the other. Those things are all going on, and I'm learning a bit about about that in the background which is quite quite nice i've no idea whether it will fly or not but i've made the commitment to do it and i'm going to i'm going to do it for the month and see how we get on it may also affect the content a little bit because if i've got to do it every day then it will have to be something that's floating around in that day whereas often when i do a week at a time maybe the things that i'm talking about could all have happened at the beginning or the end of the week whereas now it's going to be far more about the day but we'll see how that goes anyway i'll i'll cue you now into the final bit for this week which is a section i recorded uh, on that chair over there he says pointing of no use in a podcast um this afternoon and with that i will um wish you a very very pleasant evening a very very pleasant uh, weekend and i'll catch up with you next week There's been quite a lot in the press about the swarming of the bees and it's something to do with the amount of rain that we had um, in April and May, I think, 
Um, but for whatever reason, there's been a lot of bee swarms this year. So, and it's something that happens when they're looking for a place to settle. Um, and I was sat here uh, a few days ago and I heard this sound. And it was exactly the sound that you would expect to hear in the movies if it was a bee swarm. And you don't tend to get that many bee swarms in movies. Though I seem to remember it was something that seemed to be more prevalent when I was a, when I was a kid. Um, but you heard that bee swarm sound. And I thought to myself, that sounds like bees. And the next thing, it went from being able to see a relatively clear um, sky to literally the thing you expect with a ridiculous quantity of bees all swirling about 10 to 12 feet off the ground um, in a block probably 20 or so feet wide and maybe 10 to 15 feet high. So I dashed in, as you do at that point in time, and just sort of bellowed an instruction that we should close all the windows. Uh, and by the time I'd got back outside, uh, or got back to the window, they were literally moving. And it was like they came across in a block, and then they moved across in a block, um, down past uh, the house next door, and then off and away. And the whole episode itself lasted about... I don't know, a minute, two minutes maybe. And literally three or four minutes later, they they disappeared completely. Uh, there wasn't even a sound or anything left. It came in it came in quick and it, and it disappeared quick. And if you've ever watched those... Uh, Star Trek's a good example. If you go back to the... Go back to the original Star Trek where they would have something that would float over and engulf somebody. It was really terrible special effects that would be kind of like a pixelating kind of blob. It was a little bit, it's a little bit like that. So when I saw um, in the paper that it was it was a thing and it was something that you know this year it's it's happening far more than it's happened for years and years and years. It it kind of it kind of sort of reaffirmed the fact that I wasn't going absolutely bonkers. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.